Thanks for joining us here at AG Kolkata. We are the church for the open arms and we serve in the city of joy, Kolkata. It is our desire to reach out to those in need and to be instruments of effective change in a hurting world. If you like to learn more about us, you can simply go to www.agkolkata.org. We hope that you'll enjoy today's message. Praise is our response to who God is. Whether he does what you want or not. <laughs> we praise him for who he is. So we'll begin. Uh, I know you've all just sat down. But I'm going to ask you to stand up again. As we read a uh, beautiful psalm. Psalm 148. It will come up on the screen. Let's read it together. Uh, if by chance your praise was muted. To the first part of the service. Now open your mouth. or Let your lungs speak. And let's read it together. Okay. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise. You know what? My, I, although I have a mic. My voice is louder than so many of you together. Okay. Let's read it. From the heart, shall we? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, you mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and women, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. Praise the Lord. One more time, put your hands together. This time we are clapping our hands for the Lord. Give him a mighty offering of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You may be seated in God's presence. The book of Psalms, in its original Hebrew title, is simply translated as book of praises. It's the praise and worship handbook of the believing community. Some of you know, uh, David, King David authored most of the Psalms. Out of 150, he authored almost half, 73. What about the others? Many other authors as well. We don't want to go into that. But the Psalm we read, Psalm 148, is one of the last five psalms. Psalm 146 to 150 are these last five. They are called praise psalms. Although the entire book is a book of praise and worship, uh, Psalms 146 to 150 are known as the praise psalms. And there's a reason for that. Each of these psalms begin and end with the Hebrew word Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now in your English translation, you may not find the word hallelujah. And that's because the word hallelujah simply means praise Yahweh. Yahweh is commonly thought to be the Hebrew name for God. In our English translations, it's uh, translated G-O-D, God. So praise Psalms. So you'll find your, each of those five psalms begins with praise the Lord and ends with praise the Lord. Now literally, 
We use the word hallelujah often, right? Hallelujah is not just addressed to God. The word literally is an invitation. Calling people to praise God joyfully, including in song. Before we go any further, uh, the title of my message is simply the song we began with. We'll raise a hallelujah. We raise a hallelujah, a praise. What is praise? You know, it's a very common word, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you praise things. You praise people. We'll come to that in a moment. But praise is simply to express our joyful delight in God. To boast about someone. But, by the way, your level of praise is a reflection on how much you are happy with God. <laughs> but the idea is not just praise you, Lord. But it has the idea of the rousing response you have when you're watching a circus or a ball game or cricket. You know, when someone, Sachin, hits a sixer. When what comes out of your mouth? That is hallelujah. A cheer, a shout. When we, uh, end of, end of uh, songs of the season, we are so blessed by what we witness. We want to clap. We want to stand and shout praise. That is the meaning of praise. So the rest of our time, I want to talk about three things, very simply. First, the purpose of praise Secondly, the practice of praise. And finally, the power of praise. The purpose of praise is simply, why do we give praise to God? Why do we give praise to God? Three reasons. First of all, because of who God is. <laughs> Let me say that two things about the message today, okay? I'm trying to cover a lot, so I'll speak a little quick. And as sometimes speakers say, I'm speaking quickly, you have to listen quickly. Okay. And there's a lot of scripture. Uh, you won't necessarily read every word, but believe it or not, this is an encapsulated version. This is what we do every Sunday. This is the lifeblood of every believer, praise and thanksgiving. So this is an abbreviated version of what should be the lifeblood of every believer. Three reasons we give uh, praise to God first is because of who God is. Scriptures tell us first of all, God is our creator. He's worthy to be praised simply because of that, who he is. Psalm 146, I already referred to it. It says, he made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord feeds the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. He cares for the orphans and widows. What is he saying? These are all the reasons we praise God. This is who our God is. He is great. And he is good. And therefore, he is worthy of our praise. And when we turn to Jesus, 
who is God in human form, the human face of God. Why do we praise Jesus? We praise as appreciating Jesus for who he is and what he has done. I'm going to list a few. You can add to that. He is my creator. He is my provider. He is your protector. He is my healer. He is my guide. He is my friend. He is my baptizer. He is my savior. Who is he to you? You want to stop a moment? Turn to your neighbor and say, he is my, come on, finish that sentence. You can use one of these or you can, something else have not mentioned. Who is Jesus to you? Yeah. Come on. You know, many churches, they tell you, don't talk here. We tell you to talk and you don't talk. The first purpose of praise is because of who God is. Secondly, we give praise to God because of who we are. All creation exists to praise God. That's why I chose Psalm 148 out of 150 Psalms. Yeah, the psalmist calls upon angels, sun and moon, shining stars, highest heavens, waters above the, above the skies, the clouds, sea creatures, ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds, mountains, hills, trees, wild animals, cattle, small creatures, flying birds. Those are not, that's not an exhaustive list. The psalmist is saying, we are of the order of creation. We are creatures created to praise the creator. Amen. And so that is what the psalmist is doing. He's calling, he's inviting us to join all of creation in praising God. Thirdly, purpose of creation, a purpose of praise. Who God is, who we are. Thirdly, Praise is what we must do. Just one simple verse in Psalm 156 reiterates what you'll find all through scripture. Leave it, read it with me, will you? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is the command from heaven's throne room to everything that has breath. The psalmist says, you know what? Things which don't have breath, praise God. They're created to praise God. Creation worships, praises God, not out of choice. Human beings are the only creatures God has given the option. He's commanded us that everything that has breath. Any breathless people here? Yes, I know. In fact, when we meditate on the greatness and goodness of God, it does take our breath away sometimes. And everything that has breath, praise the Lord. God is good. God is great. And who he is demands a response of joyful, exuberant, Lavish praise. Get it from me, friends. Praise is not an option. 
It is a command. Turn to your neighbor and say that. Please, I'm looking at you now, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say what I said. Praise is not an option. It is a command. Now, it's your... I'm telling you this. (laughs) It's your choice whether you want to take what I'm saying uh, by word for it or risk not doing it. Now, you know what I'm saying? When God gives a command, I don't know about you, and I'm a little on in years, but if I find in the scripture, God says, stand on your head, I'm going to try. It's a command. It's not an option. And I want you to keep this in mind as we turn to the next section, which is the practice of praise. Why do we give praise to God? And now, how do we give praise to God? I'm going to list several ways. And this is the part where I have to rush because there's so much. First of all, obviously, voices. Our voices. We use our voices to give praise to God. It is important to worship God from our hearts. Our hearts must be in right condition. But God wants to hear our praise in words. Words. And essentially, we do that in singing. And I'm giving you, there are hundreds of verses, please. If you think I'm giving you a lot of scripture now, I'm only giving you just a few samples. Read it with me. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. We use our voices to sing. Secondly, we use our voices to shout. Shout joyful praises to God, all the earth. In fact, the Hebrew literally means raise a shout. That is where the songwriters of raise a hallelujah got it. Got it? Raise a shout, shout. raise a hallelujah. We use our voices, singing, shouting. Secondly, the scriptures are full of actions that should accompany our voices of praise. Yes, we praise God through our actions. Clapping hands, clap your hands, all you nations, shout to God with cries of joy. Let me say, this is not the way we clap our hands when we are doing a sing song around the campfire. That is clapping to keep timing. That is clapping because it's nice music. When we clap hands in God's presence, thing. Say, Pastor, we clap hands. The church, you know what? Many of us have to unlearn the wrong things we learned about worship somewhere else. Traditions of men, what I'm telling you is the words of God in scripture. Satan has robbed us of the word of God that should accompany vibrant, joyful worship. You're saying, Pastor, clapping hands? Yes. When do you clap hands? Remember? When children clap hands, when you clap hands, sitting in front of the TV, that batsman can't even see you. But when Kohli hits a four, you clap. Because you're saying, great job. Right? That's what we do in God's presence. Lord, great job. Not only clapping hands, lifting hands. Many places in scripture, including the New Testament, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Incidentally, You know, we are so used to folding hands. Nothing wrong with folding hands. But it's very hard to find in scripture. Where we fold hands when we pray. 
Hey, but pastor, we do this with the children. Fine, you know why? We do that with a reason. We don't want children to fidget. So we tell them, fold your hands. We can see that. Teachers, you're doing the right thing. But when it comes to scripturally guided actions, the scripture says, lift hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Thirdly, yes. Dancing, let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. Pastor, dancing in the presence of God. I'm giving you God's word. It's not my word. This is not like dancing in the disco. But this is a holy, reverent response to God's greatness. You will find in scripture explicitly stated whether it's David dancing in exultant praise before God in his, when the power of God comes down. Oh, you know, the celebration when the prodigal son comes home. Next, what are we talking about? Actions that accompany praise. Kneeling, bowing, falling down. Again, only one verse. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Voices, actions, thirdly, music. Now, sometimes some people think music is just a necessary accompaniment to the real worship. In fact, there are some churches, unfortunately, which believe music should not accompany worship, or at least it should be the minimal. The word psalm comes from the word literally to pluck. And they were originally composed, listen to me, the Psalms were composed, all of the Psalms. They were to be sung accompanied by a stringed instrument, most commonly the harp, the equivalent of today's guitar. Some people had a, used to have a problem, uh, not, in, not now, but in my generation. Remember Pastor Patrick, guitars in the church. The same day I've got church in Calcutta, by the way, it was one of the earliest churches to introduce guitars. Did you know that? Yeah. And now everybody is doing it. Very biblical. Again, just one illustration. Read it with me, will you? Praise with a blast. Some of you become very quiet. Praise with a blast on the trumpet. Praise by strumming soft strings. Praise him with castanets and dance. By the way, castanets is a percussion instrument. Praise him with banjo and flute. Praise him with cymbals and a big bass drum. Praise him with fiddles and mandolin. Okay, I know that's the uh, message version, but okay, music. Let's move on. Emotions. I'm giving you one of the few, uh, just... Because Psalms are so rich, I cannot give you much New Testament references. But here, when it comes to emotions, the Psalms are full of them. But I'm giving you specifically a reference from Ephesians 5.19. It says, speak to one another with Psalms, hymns, and make music in your heart to the Lord. Make music in your heart indicates to sing with emotion. You know, I play guitar a little, okay? But I'm in awe of these talented musicians. Okay, I tell them occasionally. I mean, when I listen to how, by the way, the drums are one of the hardest instruments to play. 
It's not like a kid hitting, okay, it's very, very tough. You look at these uh, musicians who play the guitars, I look at them, you know, because I play guitar a little bit. Uh, I wish I'd learned to play like them. I don't have that talent. And uh, people who play the keyboard, you know, there are many of them like Timothy, they play three, four instruments. I'm in awe. I know some of you must be also slightly envious, holy envy. I wish I could play like that. I wish I could sing like that. We may not all be able to play any instrument, but we can all, we can all worship God from the heart. We can all praise God joyfully and exuberantly. You follow? You, God has given you the gift of emotion. And somehow we are taught that emotions are bad, especially in the church. You must be quiet, mustn't make noise, you know, keep it. I want to say this up front. It's unbiblical. God has made us body, soul, mind, spirit. We worship God with our mind. We worship God with our, with our spirit. We worship God with our emotions. We, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And friends, all through the Psalms and all through scripture, praise must be joyful, lavish, exuberant. But if you don't believe me, let's have a chat afterwards, okay? I'll give you all the time to show you through scripture. A great saint of God named Oswald Chambers, listen to what he said. He said, a joyful spirit is the nature of God in my blood. It's a test of spiritual maturity. How much joy do you have? Okay, very quickly. Fellowship. What are we talking about? We're talking about the practice of praise. Voices, actions, music, emotions, fellowship. Come, let us shout praises to God. Raise the roof for the rock who saved us. Let us march into his presence singing praises. What, is, what, what am I emphasizing? Let us, let us, let us, let us. Most of the Psalms, when they're talking about praise, are done in the context of fellowship. That is why, even though you can praise God at home in your quiet time. Even though you can sit at home and praise God online. Hmm? We found that during COVID. It is not the same as sitting together with God's people in corporate worship, in corporate praise. God wants us to praise him in the congregation. Praise God in the great congregation. Praise the Lord in the assembly of Israel. Psalm 68 verse 26. No substitute for corporate worship. That is why, thank God, you woke up this morning. You had the option of staying home and watching uh, the service online, but you chose to come. God bless you. There's a special experience of God's presence when we meet together. Unless you're handicapped, you're unable to come. God understands. I've said all this. Some of you are saying, Pastor. Music, voices, shouting, clapping, sounds... A lot of noise. Even your voice is so noisy today. Because it always is. But that's another story. How many of you long to be in heaven? Let me hear you see your hand. 
Somebody's clapping up there. Don't clap. At least raise your hand or clap. You long to be in. Some of you don't want to be in heaven. That's very good. If you want to be in heaven, raise your hand, please. Yeah? Some of you are not sure. Please come to the altar at the end. You desperately need prayer. You want to go to hell rather than heaven. God. You want to be in heaven? You know what? It's going to sound very much like the sound in this church. Let me give you a glimpse. Again, I'm telling you, we have been sorry to say that. Traditions of men have taken the place of God's word. You know what heaven is going to be like? Let me just read for you, okay? And I heard a sound from heaven like the roar of mighty ocean waves or the rolling of loud thunder. It was like the sound of many harpists playing together. Why do we need so many guitars? This is nothing compared to the number of harps and guitars in heaven. Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd or the roar of mighty ocean waves or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord for the Lord our God the Almighty reigns. Both of those references are from the book of Revelation where it's giving us, it's a curtain is parted and it gives us a glimpse of what it's going to be like in heaven. If you think the soccer stadium or the cricket stadium when, uh, you know, at its peak, if you think that noise is great, can you think of that hundred times when people of all ages Millions, tens of thousands and millions gather together and lift our hands and worship God. If you're nervous about sound, get used to it. This is the sound of heaven, friends. When we become Jesus obsessed and are consumed by a desire to worship him, we cannot help but break out into joyful praise. Amen. Purpose of praise. Practice of praise. I'm coming now to the power of praise. What happens. When we praise God. I'm going to give you three words. And if you forget everything else. For whatever reason. Because your mind is full of studies. Or you know. You're thinking of the exam. Or your Remember this, okay? Say it with me. Praise is powerful. Say it again loudly. Praise is powerful. Turn to your neighbor on the right and say praise is powerful. Turn to your neighbor on the left and say praise is powerful. There are many benefits of praise, friends. If I were to try and list them today, you'd be here all morning. I'm not going to do that. I just selected four benefits of praise. The first is praise Opens heaven's gates. Psalm 22 verse 3. Yet you are holy. Enthroned. On the praises of Israel. Another version says. God inhabits. Lives within the praises of his people. Now let me make it very clear friends. We cannot. Manipulate God's presence. Huh? Some worship leaders, not in our church, but I've been in places where some worship leaders think they can manipulate God's presence just by getting people to sing louder and all that. We cannot manipulate God's presence. Noise is not equal to God's presence, by the way. It accompanies God's presence often. It doesn't. But 
important but we cannot manipulate god's presence we can create the conditions for god to manifest his presence and praise is the big capital letter condition god be inhabits dwells within the praises of his people he draws near to us when we praise him in fact he promises to manifest his presence when we give him our wholehearted praise and let me warn you at the end of the service i'm going to give you a chance to experience that as we close the service we're going to go into a full throated praise and many of us are going to experience god's presence as we have never experienced before the first benefit of praise is open heaven's gate secondly it lifts our spirits this was the psalmist's experience in psalm 42 verse 5 he says why am i discouraged why is my heart so sad i will put my hope in god i will praise him again my savior and my god you know what is the common excuse we make for not praising god huh i don't feel like it let the worship leader sing till he is blue in the face let them keep saying sing loudly this let them do it i don't feel like why should i praise many of us have heard the name of dalin shek okay the very famous hill song worship leader i'm not sharing the details but there was a time in her life when her family was going through a very rough time and she said i discovered the power of praise during that time and this is what she says He said I learned never to look at my circumstances. I know it's it's obvious. But to fix my eyes and place my trust in Jesus. Listen to this. Circumstances change. They will keep changing. Believe it. You know and no one is more acutely aware of this than pastors. in the morning you can be dedicating a business at somebody's home uh-huh. in the afternoon you you're officiating at a funeral and in the evening you have to officiate at a wedding that is a cycle of life circumstances change they keep on changing today your business is doing well the stock market is up tomorrow it crashes the people in ukraine few years ago were living they were the most prosperous country in eastern europe today they are in major crisis economies is in shambles this is the way life is circumstances change why we must fix our eyes on the only thing in the universe that never changes whose nature is unchanging and who remains faithful amen And this is what Darlene Sheik says praise is thanking God for things even though they are not here yet thanking God for things even though they are not there yet the psalmist discovered this many many centuries ago when in psalm 34 verse 1 he says i will praise the lord at all times i will con- constantly speak his praises praise like love friends is not based on a feeling it's a choice 
It's a decision based on who God is, not on who I am, not on how I feel or my circumstances. Praise opens heaven's gates, lifts our spirits, thirdly defeats the enemy. Oh, my time is going by quickly. I must do this. Friends, all of us face opposition in life, right? All of us, some point in time, either human opposition, but definitely all of us face spiritual opposition. The scriptures record, and I want to run through this in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, a good king named King Jehoshaphat. A vast number of, a vast army of enemies had come against it. More than one army, several armies were coming against him. It was impossible for the nation of Judah to survive. Jehoshaphat proclaimed a fast, called his people to prayer. The prophet gave him a message. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Stand still and watch the Lord's victory. What did Jehoshaphat do? Listen to this. He discovered the key to releasing faith. If you've written nothing else down, write that down. If not, let it remain in your mind. The key to releasing faith. The six-letter word in English called praise. So Jehoshaphat appoints singers to walk ahead of the army. And as they begin to sing and praise God, you know what happens? The enemy, there's total confusion. And the enemy is defeated with the weapon of praise. I don't know what circumstance you're going through, what opposition you're facing now, friends, but I'm going to challenge you to try this weapon. Fourthly and finally, the power of praise. It releases God's power. This is one of my favorite illustrations. Many of you have heard it before. Paul and Silas are arrested and whipped and imprisoned in the town of uh, city of Philippi. And Acts 16 describes their imprisonment. They are in chains. They are in prison. Their backs are bleeding. They've been falsely accused. They are stripped. They've been beaten, thrown into a maximum security prison. Their feet in stocks. What would you do? When you are faithfully doing, following God, doing what he says, you end up there. You know, I know what I would do. This is time for a pity party. How many of you love pity party? Don't put your hand. Lord, I'm doing everything. But look at what you've given me, God. How could you do this to me, God? You know, none of you do that. I've done that. What do Paul and Silas do? Silas, what was that song they sang in church on Sunday? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. Blessed be your name when I'm on the road marked with suffering. Blessed be your name though there's pain in the offering. Let's begin to sing it. And you know what friends? Learn, learn this. Praise always gets heaven's attention. They sang not because they wanted a miracle. They sang not because they were trying to manipulate God. They sang because they believed what they sang. That God is faithful regardless of the circumstances that surround me. And I'm going to praise him if it's the last thing I do. 
the last breath that I breathed. But you know what happened? Heaven couldn't be silent. The earth begins to shake. The prison doors fly open. The chains fell off. Mm. That's the power of praise. When the people of God really begin to praise God as we should, beloved. God manifests his presence. It releases God's power. As I bring this message in the service to a close. Just simple question. How is your praise life? Musicians, you can come, please. Are you able to praise God freely today? And I'm saying this as an elder brother, pastor, however you want to say it, friends. You know why? Because in all of my years of following Jesus, I've discovered praise. Your level of praise is a spiritual thermometer. You know what I mean? For myself, forget about you. When I'm able to praise God freely, I know all is well. If I don't want to praise God, something is wrong. When the righteous see God in action, they'll laugh, they'll sing, they'll laugh and sing for joy. In other words, if you're seeing God in action, you'll be joyful. Sing hymns to God, all heaven sing out. Enjoy God, cheer when you see him. You will praise God when you're enjoying being his child. Bottom line question, are you enjoying God this morning? This great man of God, Christian philosopher, apologist C.S. Lewis says this. He said, all enjoyment, follow this, okay, I'm almost done. Please bear with me. It's very important. All enjoyment spontaneously overflows into praise. Praise is what all of us do when we enjoy something, right? When you've been to a nice restaurant and they serve good biryani, do you keep it to yourself? You must go to this place. Yeah. Oh, I went to the shop. Great bargains, right? You get on the phone with your friend. Oh, if you're proud of your wife or husband or children, you want to talk about them, right? And you're enjoying them. Whether it's weather, food, music. What a beautiful story. We praise what we value. And then urge others to join in our praise. Sometimes you may wonder, why does God demand praise? You know why? He wants us to enjoy him. Inviting us to enjoy him. Let's stand in God's presence, friends. And as the musicians begin to pray, I want you to don't switch off and think about how soon you're going to get out of the door. If you need to go, please go. But this is a very, very important moment because I believe for many of us, Something is going to be unlocked in your life. There's a release of God's presence that you're going to experience today. And I come back to the question, are you able to praise God freely today? Or is there something holding you back? Please listen to me very carefully. Satan has many mute buttons, okay? Many things that he will use to stop you praising God. Eyes closed, please, in God's presence, everyone. Guilt 
will stop you from praising God. Worry will stop you from praising God. Fear will stop you from praising God. Sometimes we have a hurt that has become a grudge. That is one of Satan's favorite ways of pressing the mute button on your praise. Is there some other burden that you're carrying this morning? I want to challenge you at the end of this service. Try praise. Try praise. Take your eyes off your circumstances and try praise. Focus on who God is and try praise. His unconditional love, His unchanging word. Focus on Him and allow His Spirit to lift you on the wings of praise. This time I'm going to ask the pastors and altar workers to come and face the congregation. And as the choir lead us in that powerful song of praise, God's presence is already here. But many of us who are not experiencing His presence, His freedom, are going to experience it right now. Listen to me. I don't want you to look at the person next to you on your right or left. And no one really cares. But I want you to lift your voice, your hands, and praise God from the depth of your being. Thanks for listening to this message from AG Kolkata. We hope you would stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by using at AGC Kolkata. We would love to know how this message has touched your life. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at stories at agkolkata.org. Hope you have a great week ahead.